ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages. Welcome to episode 50, the Big 5-0 of the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast, where we're going to go through all of the various bets and competitions and so on that we ran amongst ourselves or with other friends and do an end-of-season review uh, and also talk about some of our favourite moments from uh, recording the last 49 episodes as we hit our big 5 uh, and we finally caught Paul pa- caught up with Paul on his age as well now. So um, <laughs> big 5 episode and uh, Paul's big 5 So anyway, with me to break it all down, no surprises, we've got a full allocation. But first of all, we have Paul. Evening all. We have Mo. Giddy up. And Chiggs. Hey, hey. So uh, gentlemen, 50 episodes. It was only about a year, it was only a year ago. In fact, our WhatsApp group was created a year and like three days ago, where we sort of started talking and the you know started thinking about doing a podcast. And then we're at your wedding, Chigs, and um, the wheels were coming in motion. And here we are, fifty episodes in. Yeah, that's what happens when the wheels come off the whole world, and there's nowhere to go. <laughs> yeah, else probably. To <laughs> yeah, we yeah. did this for a few weeks while we're in lockdown. A year later. Exactly. We're, we're coming up to the year anniversary of the lockdown as well. Uh, so I have to ask, um, Chiggs, I'll start with you. Favourite moments or what's the best parts of uh, doing a podcast for you? Um, I mean, obviously, just being able to talk uh, NFL fantasy football with, with your mates. Yeah, we do it anyway, but now just getting it recorded. Um, it's been great and really good fun. Just breaking down everything every week. Um, obviously... I think the, the highlight, and I think for some of us already said it, you know, obviously the listeners wouldn't have heard it, but um, some of the bloopers that we've had, I think especially when you were, when you were off and I had to sort of take the lead um, in hosting the podcast with Mo, had a comedy of errors, the ironing board falling over, uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't get the intro right. Uh, um, you know what? as this is our 50th episode i'm gonna i'm gonna have to go back through all of our recordings and try and find that because that was literally comedy gold and then you've got <laughs> mo in the background giggling like a schoolgirl every time you fumble <laughs> the uh, intro as well so that was definitely a highlight well what are your highlights of doing a podcast 50th episode oh, i think uh, i think chig summed it up really well just uh just discussing fantasy football with everyone and um and uh, of course, a blooper reel. But uh, no, you know, I, it was actually fun having guests on too. I think that was one of my one of my favorite parts, just having guests on and people knowledgeable in specific teams, elaborating on what they thought um, what the team was going to do and so forth. So, yeah, I would say that was a that was an enlightening moment. Yeah, speaking of guests, we have to give a shout out to Kami who joined us uh, from the Buccaneers. Uh, I mean, it's been great following her and our friend Jill on social media. Just on the boat party, celebrating with the players. I've seen uh, Kami doing interviews with the likes of Bruce Arians and Gronk and Tom Brady. So, you know, that was a great get for us. Uh, but, you oh, know, yeah. just all the fans, that was a, that was one one of my highlights for sure, getting, you know, fans from around 27, 28 teams to give their views on reagency. That was certainly a great moment. And, Paul, what do you say your highlights were? I'm quite... He quite fond of the fact that my wife thought fantasy football was nerdy, and now we're a podcast of it. I proved it completely wrong. <laughs> well, exactly. And then, as we exited a lockdown, you were gracious enough to host one of the drafts. That was certainly one of the highlights of the year, I would say. But that was uh, a fun yeah, that was good. 
We won't mention the Madden game that we had before or anything. <laughs> well, I was, you, I, was, I was trying to be a good host. Plus, <laughs> you know it's not true because I was playing as a Bucks and they lost. Just. Well, I'll just show the difference Bucks with Brady versus Bucks with Winston, I well, guess. Well, that's all <laughs> I can put it down to as well. Yeah, so speaking of Super Bowl, congrats to the uh, Buccaneers. It was a um, lot more of a one-sided game, I must admit, than I thought it would be. But... Uh, yeah, Bucks were just dominant on all phases. Uh, Mo, what were your highlights of the Super Bowl, or what were your takeaways from a fantasy perspective? Oh man, defense! I think I, I was I was, I was, talk, I was talking myself into putting money on on uh, the Buccaneers just because I mean history has always shown that defenses win championships, and um, I was like, oh, but no one can stop Mahomes. But uh, yeah, sure enough, uh, defense showed up. Um, I think. Uh, the offensive uh, offensive line woes uh, kind of kind of kind of got back and haunted uh, the Chiefs, but uh, defense, man, defense, is what wins championships? I tell you what, Mahomes is uh, Mahomes' is receivers could stop Mahomes. <laughs> I mean, that, I, I thought that's quite not not a highlight, but it's just some of his throws were, well, loads of his throws were just unbelievable, and oh, the amount that of ones that hit people in the face were just ridiculous. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. That, that, those, these guys things behind their back and one-handed, and now yeah. they can't catch you when it literally is there for them. Dude, that, that I, I agree with you. I think, I think the, the best throw I've seen in that game was when he was falling down, and just while he was falling, you know, I think he was airborne. I didn't. I don't think he had a single body he was part upside down. Yeah, he was. He, he was horizontal. Right. He was horizontal, like he was falling right. onto the ground, and he somehow yeah flicked it with his arm, hasn't he? It's... <laughs> 20, 30 yards right into and hit Williams in the head helmet. That, yeah. that was that was amazing. Yeah, it looked a bit like a Madden game at that point, actually. <laughs> it, for me, it was a very one-sided game, but you just you, you've got signs of seeing the Chiefs are not going anywhere. You know, they're um, they're going to be there and thereabouts for a while, you'd imagine, unless Mahomes gets a big injury. Um, I think where the, where the Chiefs may get hurt is once Mahomes' big contract kicks in, it's going to affect their cap and. Just how you know what it means for the composition of the rest of the team, they're going to have to have more reliance on nailing their drafts, I reckon, in the future. Um, and well, I mean, well, here, here's the thing, right? I, I was, I was um, I had quite an interesting take, right? Obviously, the, the Chiefs' offense over the last few years has been amazing and, and so dominant, but so was the Rams, right? And in their in their run up to the Super Bowl, and then when the Patriots completely dismantled them um, a couple of years ago, right? And they've not been the same since. I don't think the Chiefs are going to obviously have that same drop-off because I think it probably coincided a lot with sort of Gurley falling away. But there's a blueprint there, right, for teams now to kind of at least slow the, the Chiefs down. Yeah, exactly. I was talking with um, one of my friends who's a Broncos fan, and I said if there's one positive to come out of this Super Bowl, it's that I think there is a blueprint to stopping the Chiefs now. You know, not that it's foolproof, but it just shows with a good defense that there is, you know, they can be stopped. Um, I said the irony is the the defeat that they had without Mahomes, sorry, with Mahomes was against the Raiders, and that was on offense. But otherwise, you know, they they were held by good defenses, the Chiefs. Mm. Um, so a bit of cause for optimism. Otherwise. You think, God, you just had Tom Brady dominate the AFC for 20 years. Now you're going to have Mahomes <laughs> for the next 20. But uh... <laughs> Brady's going to dominate the NFC now, right? So, see, what are your takeaways for fantasy from? Um, Super Bowl? 
So obviously I've been a big um, big buyer and big believer in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, I thought his skill set fit really nicely with that offense. You know, obviously high-powered offense. Obviously didn't didn't live up to the the billing. You know, we can maybe excuse it with you know the, the shortened off season and you know the whole COVID and stuff. But they didn't really run the ball in the Super Bowl either, right? And I don't know maybe because they got behind, they couldn't. But you think like a pass catching back, you know, Mahomes' foot's kind of injured. You'd rely on that a little bit more and try and kind of mix it up a bit. I'm a little bit worried now um, going into next season. I still think he'd be okay, but I don't, I'm not seeing him as that kind of top five running back now, I think, for uh, for fantasy. I think Travis Kelsey's amazing. Still will be. I think they're going to learn from this because um, uh, if, if if you look at the recap, they 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 basically had only six or seven people in the box, and they just never ran the ball. And I and I, I, I want I almost want to blame I almost want to blame the offensive uh, the offense in general. I mean, like they knew Mahomes was injured. They knew that the O line was uh, was injured. You know, I I don't understand why they didn't run the ball. Why didn't they use CEH more? Quick dump offs, quick short pass, you know, quick short routes, hot routes here and there, and I, I think they have. I think I think I think they'll change that. I think they have to have a well well balanced game. I think, and I'm going to beg the difference. I think Ceh is going to be if you can if you can buy him for cheap right now, this is the time to get him. Yeah, interesting. I think one of the takeaways for me that if you're a Kelsey owner, and we've probably talked about this in the fantasy community for a couple of years, but I'm starting to see signs that maybe the time to sell if you're not a team that's competing. You've probably got your last opportunity to sort of get max value for someone like Kelsey, which is, I guess, you in a super in a Titan premium. You're probably talking uh, two firsts um, and maybe a upside player. If you're not if you're not a team that's competing, don't hold on to Kelsey just because he's the best Titan in the league. I, I think this could be a sell window before you have to sell at a discount or you know by the time your team's competing he's kind of retired yeah it's a valid point sure. i think for dynasty purposes for sure right like yeah this is probably going to be peak peak value you might better eke out one more season i think though redraft would you say he goes in the first round in redraft no nah, second yeah i I'd think say... he goes first round see you mean me, tight, I'm tight with premium you, or normal Normal, I think he goes first I round. Still, I'm with Chicks. I still take him in the back end of the first round. I could see this one so far and away more dominant than any other tight end. Like he, he was a wide receiver one at yeah. the position. It, it's ridiculous. You can't get that level of production. Maybe George Kittle, but even then, you know. Yeah, I suppose it it comes down to position scarcity, and the, the yeah. most scarce positions are tight end and running back. And, you know, I learned the hard way with running back last season that sometimes, you know, you take a late one and they don't pan out. And other times you can get lucky and grab James Robinson at the end and you've got an RB1 all season, you know. So it's, uh, yeah, tight end certainly one of those. You don't get too much, too many surprises. I think Logan Thomas was arguably the biggest surprise of the last few years of fantasy in terms of coming from nowhere, being, you know, not even considered a t- tight end one and then being a top three tight end but otherwise it, well, Darren, Darren Water probably a few years ago would have been the same right yeah uh, true Darren Waller 
as well. Because that's when they just got Jason Witten and stuff, didn't they? I think mm-hmm. at the Raiders. Cool. Okay, so the first of the competitions we're going to break down is our power rankings guessing competition. Now, the way the scoring works is um, the team that won the Super Bowl gets 32 points, all the way down to the team with the number one pick gets one point. Um, so I'm going to run through in the order that we picked them, just so you can see where some of these could have ended up being horrible picks um, or where they ended up being good picks. So I had first pick. I picked the Chiefs. They got me 31 points. Mo, you went for the Ravens, who got you 27 points. Paul, you went for the Saints, 28 points. And Chiggs, Packers, 29 points. So the first four picks are all pretty good, you know, um, amongst the top sort of scoring points. Chiggs, on the turn, you went for the 49ers. Bit of a stinker there with uh, 12 points. Don't worry. It's not as bad as the next pick. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, Paul then with the Cowboys. Well, the next two picks. Paul and Mo decided to get their NFC East allocation out of the way early. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's about like Ten points with the Cowboys and Mo uh, with pick seven. You went for the Eagles, who got you a meager six points. Uh, a terrible strategy on my part. Was quite cool, wasn't it? Actually. Well, yeah, in the end, it, the football team would have got you the most points there. And, yeah. and that was ironically the last pick, wasn't it? I mean, you took it with the uh, the final pick. The very, <laughs> very last pick, exactly. And it, it's so old, I still call them the Redskins here. <laughs> uh, so I was pick eight. I went for the Patriots, thinking, oh, I trust Bill Belichick. And bit of a disaster there with 15 points. Um, back on me with the Seahawks, 23 points. Uh, Mo, you took the Bills. That was a good pick at number 10 with 30 points. Paul, you went for the Rams, who actually ended up winning that division uh, at pick 11. So they got you 25. And then Cheeks had a bit of a stinker with the NFC East as well, with the Giants, who got 11. I think, ultimately, with the NFC East, the Redskins or the football team got you decent points. Everyone else was awful. Who, who was the least worst option? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but your second pick on the turn, I picked 13. You went for the Colts. That ended up being quite a good one. I think this was before they got Phil Rivers um, as well, but 21 points there. Paul, really good pick at 14 um, with the Browns. So 26 points there. Mo, um, 32 points for the Buccaneers. Uh, I've got 31 there, but that's 32. So, um, you know, ended up winning the Super Bowl. So at pick 15, that was inspired. 32. I had back-to-back picks. I went Titans and Vikings. We got 22 and 14 points. I think Vikings always end up getting, like, pick 12 to pick 16, don't they, in the last few years? Well, apart from if they make the um, playoffs. So uh, awful, awful one then for Mo here with the Texans, who ended up with the... uh, only three points over the third overall pick that now belongs to the Dolphins. Uh, Paul, not bad. Pick 19, you got 20 points from the Bears. Um, and Chiggs, not bad with the Steelers, 24 points. Falcons, though, Chiggs, a uh, bit, bit of a disaster there, only the four. Always let me down. Uh, Paul, pick 22, you picked the Raiders. Inspired. That was inspired. Ahead of the Broncos as well, I hasten to add. Ahead of the Broncos, and Mo picked the Broncos, only got uh, nine points. So Broncos with another top 10 pick this year. Uh, you picked my team, I picked your team. You've got <laughs> you got nine points, I got eight, Mo. So uh, <laughs> Panthers with uh, eight points. 
Uh, I picked the Bengals because I think that was the only team that was left in the AFC North. And that was um, my second to last pick, in fact. So I got five points. Uh, it would have probably been more if Joe Burrow wasn't injured. Mo, um, Lions got you seven. This is where you're expecting low points. But there's some pretty high scorers, actually. Because uh, Paul, with pick 27, you got 18 points out of the Dolphins. Uh, uh, they're obviously going to do so well. Just missed that on the playoffs, so not bad. Not bad at all there. Uh, Chigs, Jets, got you two, as you'd kind of expect. Uh, Chargers, didn't do too bad, 13 points. That's quite a nice late pick. Um, back down to Paul with pick 30. Uh, this is where you have to pick the one team that's remaining in a division, so you pick the Jags. You got one point, but that's, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, they got the first overall pick, probably Trevor Lawrence. Last couple of picks then. Mo, you took the Cardinals, who ended up being not bad. Uh, Murray had a good season. I think this was before the nuke trade. So uh, they got you 16. And then the very last pick, I got a playoff team in the Washington football team, or now known as the... Uh, Can't uh, think that shouldn't count, in all fairness. But... So, right, the big reveal then. Uh, oops, wrong column. Uh, so in last place was Mo with 130 points. Oh, sorry, it was Chiggs. Um, my bad. Chiggs was in last place with 116 points. Wow, that's a way behind. <laughs> yeah, Mo in second with 130. Um, I was third. Uh, sorry, I was second with 137. But our winner, and he's doing the old uh, cheerleader uh, pose there, was Paul with 145 points. So congrats, Paul. Um, right. I was well, looking. I'll say, very, I'll say very quickly. You asked for our favourite moments in the podcast. This is mine. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I was looking because uh, you know I got some good point scorers there with like the Chiefs and the football team. But I was looking at how you ended up winning, and it was it was the likes of the Raiders with the late picks. Um, you did well with the um, Dolphins. The Rams, the Dolphins, you know, the Browns, all uh, is the middle-ish picks. Um, I think yeah. my only bad one was the Jags. My, my only bad one really was the Jags, which I was desperately didn't want, but everyone else like sweeped up the rest of the division before I realised it, and um, I got stuck with them, which is why I got took them right at the end. Yeah. So, uh, but no, congrats to Paul. Uh, it's the first time I've seen you win anything. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Congrats to you. Okay, the next thing we'll cover then is the spread betting. Now, I've deliberately hidden some of the uh, points here. So as we got into the end of week 15, Paul was in the lead with 1-2-1. I was narrowly in second with 1-2-0. Chiggs was on 1-10 and Mo was on 108. Um, so Paul and me were carrying a bit of the lead. We then get into week 16 and I had an absolute shocker because Paul scored five, which is not particularly high, but I only scored two points. So by the end of week 16, it ends up that Paul's oh, wow. four-point lead. So he's got 126 points. Oh, this is going to be a spoiler, isn't it? He's going to come and sneak me at the end. I'm, attention. Well, no, no, no. Let's see. So you're four points ahead of me. I'm one, one, two, two. Mo's catching up because he... Week, um, everyone knows week 17 doesn't count. Just going to throw out there. <laughs> I think week 16 shouldn't count uh, well in fact no when should it stop counting <laughs> I can't even pick a point right week 11 let's stop counting after week 11 week stop 11. the steal <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah Mo and Chi I mean Mo did catch up but it's going to be almost impossible to close the gap in week 17 
So we then get to week 17 and our survey says. I got the most points with 10, but not enough to close the gap on Paul. So, oh, oh, oh yeah. my God, how is Paul two for two? Paul, Paul is two for two on competitions. Uh, so, so this is what I'm doing. Fantasy football, I'm dropping. I'm taking over in professional randomly guessing at games. <laughs> Spread betting, yeah. So yes, one three five, Paul. Congratulations, you won um, the spread betting. I was in second in one three two, Mo in third on one two one, and Chiggs, who was actually miles behind at one point, did claw it back a little bit towards the end of the season. So, um, congrats to Paul again. The next one is the overs and unders. Now, I had a pretty handy lead going into week. 16 so at the end of week 15 it was i just got to remind everyone that amir only started this contest being counted about four weeks in when he was already about 30 games ahead <laughs> no <laughs> not at all we... caveat if you go back and listen people you'll realize what's happened here we all agreed on the start point for this and uh, i was I'm, I'm just going to bet on highs and lows i think that's where my forte is um in fact, speaking of um, spreads and overs-unders, I, I sent that um, stat that I found um, with regards to Super Bowl winners. And I think it's something like 18 or 19 of the last 20 spreads have been covered by the winners. So either it's the underdog who won or the winner who was the favorite has covered the spread. Last time it didn't happen was the Steelers. So next time you're betting on Super Bowl, might be worth... So you mean uh, the winner, the win, when the winner was a the favorite, they didn't cover the... No, they did. No, they did. They won by more than the spread. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. Yeah, the last time it didn't was when the Steelers beat the um, Cardinals. So a long time ago, um, 13 years ago or something. Um, So week 16 on the overs and unders. As you can see here, I've extended my lead. I scored eight points. Chiggs, seven, Paul, six, and Mo four. So it should be no surprise that... When all was said and done, even though Mo had a stonker in uh, in week 17, guessing 11 correct uh, overs and unders, ended up that I was the winner on 100 points, Chiggs in second on 90, Mo on 86 in third, and Paul, where we're used to seeing you in last on uh, 80 points here. This is a competition nobody cared about. <laughs> Let's move on. Makes you money. Of course you care about it. Didn't make me money. Well, you, you did well out of the Super Bowl, didn't you? You had the Bucks fairly early on, if I remember. I backed them early, and I backed them to win, and I backed them to um, win by more than three or something. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd backed them in, in every... Uh, in lieu of actually having people to celebrate with, I thought I'll cheer more if they're winning and I've got money on it. Well, no, congrats. Um, yeah, I think you parlayed it. Yeah, nice. Right, so we did, we did uh, fab bets in multiple leagues um so we'll start with the tebc uh, which is our first dynasty league ledger and um just say who the bets were with as well so the first bet was brian edwards versus henry ruggs um, <laughs> it was Mo <laughs> against uh, both paul and jigs oh it was in the first six games fantasy points in the first six games so yeah with one to five odds, Mo has won $75 off both Paul and Chiggs. So he beat Henry Ruggs in the first six games. Uh, yeah, because... Yeah. Um, uh, no, no, no. no. We, oh, I, I had Henry Ruggs. Yeah, we had, we had Edwards. It, it should be... We, we lose 
Okay. I think Rugs had the better odds, no? Yeah, it would have been. Yes. Yeah. So basically, I was paying one one point five to one. Yeah, that's right. If Edwards beat Rugs, so you win fifty off both Paul and Jigs. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's the liability, correct? Yeah. Right. That's the liability. Okay. The next bet was both myself and Mo. Uh, against Chigs. So Chigs had a $100 liability um, that Devin Singletary would outscore Keyshawn Vaughn in 2020. Uh, yeah, it didn't end up being... Not that Singletary was very good. But, um, Did you get good odds? Two to one. Yeah. Uh, 50 bucks again for me and Mo. So Mo's um, raking in the fab here. Uh, just what he needs having been back-to-back champion as well. Third bet was ended up being a push. It was uh, Mo. We had Dak Prescott as a top five uh, QB, who um, to have played at least 12 games. We know he didn't play the 12 games, so no um, winner or loser uh, there. Um, right, Hollywood Brown as a top 30 wide receiver in uh, points per game. Um, I said yes, and Mo said no. Minimum uh, other, other way around, other way around. Sorry? Uh, you said no, and I said yes. Sorry, I said no, yeah. So I wasn't... Um, fan of um, Hollywood, and yep, I ended up winning that. I don't know where he ended up, probably around um, 30. I think he, he was 32, but points per game was like 37 or something. Right, okay. So I, think, I think he just snuck in as a wide receiver three. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, so the next bet was Mo again. You can see a theme here. Mo's involved in pretty much every single bet here. <laughs> um, was that Carson... Chris Carson in our league scoring, which is 0.5 um, points per reception, but also 0.1 points per carry. And um, Chris Carson needed to get over or under 16. Byron, I'm assuming, had the over. Mo with the under, so Byron wins 50 bucks. And the average 16.2, so a narrow victory there for Byron uh, on Chris Carson. Um, right, this was uh, one that I actually went up against Paul and Mo. I was a big fan of Tyler Lockett for the 2020 season. So it was Lockett versus Thielen. Fantasy points ended up being pretty close, 276 versus 263 or 263.8. But uh, I beat Paul and Mo, so that's 100 bucks my way or 100 fab. You can make 100 bucks, forget the fab. It's all good. <laughs> Uh, okay, so the next one was whether Rob Gronkowski would be a top 12 tight end. Paul was big on Gronk here. He actually bet against Mo and Chiggs, and he was tight end 13, so just missed out. So that's oh. a... Did he not finish uh, tight, end, uh, tight end one? Nice. <laughs> you were sorry? I didn't realize. I, thought, I actually thought he finished as a uh, tight end one. Yeah, so did I. I'm going to have to recheck these stats. <laughs> That's why it's been sealed now. It's done. So are you telling me Gronk, who got two two touchdowns in the Super Bowl, wasn't tight end one? Okay. No, he was in the, the Super Bowl. That was the season. You're fantasy, right? Well, I was talking about the whole season, but I'll, I'll let you guys have this one. <laughs> there you go. In case you need the proof, tight end 13. Damn it. Don't think you can see that. So, yeah, Paul narrowly missed out uh, there. <laughs> Tom Brady to announce his retirement before the start of the 2021 season. I didn't think he would uh, retire. Cash thought he would. I was a bit worried when they won Super Bowl, but he's already sort of confirmed his 
coming back. So uh, I think that's going to be 50 bucks my way. That, that, that clarify, actually, it looks like that you looks like you've missed off all my winning bets, by the way, guys. What's that, sorry? It looks like you've missed off all my winning bets. I don't know where they are. You use them all up in the spread betting, by the way. Ah, bits. okay. <laughs> <for it. Yeah. laughs> and the power rankings competition. <laughs> uh, okay, the next one was uh, Baker Mayfield as a uh, top 15 QB. So Mo said yes byron said no funny that byron was betting against um his own qb and he ended up as a qb 16 so mo you narrowly narrowly lost out to byron on um on that one um next one was me against byron and we had to bet as to whether the pats would be eight and eight or better i said yes byron said no and gosh damn it, they ended up seven and nine. So another fifty Byron's way. Looks like Byron's done well on anything he's bet on. In fact, I can't see him losing a bet here. So uh Byron's PL is looking good. Uh next game, next bet was Void. Ended up whether Burrow would be a top twelve QB. Um, but minimum twelve game requirement. I think Kush would have won that if he did play, but uh anyway, not to be. So that was a push. And finally, it was me and Paul against Mo and Chiggs as to whether Tannenhill or Daniel Jones would be the better QB between weeks 11 and 16. Um, me and Paul took Ryan Tannenhill and Chiggs and Mo both took Daniel Jones. So that was a small one. That's only 25 bucks each. So before we move on to the next ledger, um, Mo, you had a lot of... Uh, liability here i think your pnl will be okay by the end of it any lessons learned from from this betting mm, bet more bet, not <laughs> better now i'll tell you what mine are what's the what's the liability column that doesn't that's not our total win losses is it no that's just what you could stand that's to top bet. Lost fine okay bet. yeah that's so no one seems to have lost and i definitely lost <laughs> No, so then we'll move on to our next league oh, then. Actually, yeah, is... I, think, I think what I learned was make four pets of Paul. <laughs> that's, that, that, I think that, that's what we learned from this. That's what we got out of this. More with Paul and less with Byron by the looks of it. Yes, for sure. Right. So um, next, next one, we're moving to the IDP league. Where we've got a bit more of an IDP slant to some of these. Um, first one is whether Jalen Smith will be a top 10 linebacker. Me and Chiggs both said yes. Paul said no. So that <laughs> <laughs> continues. Even though he was injured, he still ended up as a top five linebacker, I think. So, yeah, 50 bucks to me and Chiggs from Paul. Um, the next bet was between Mo and Buck versus Luke and Chris as to whether... Teddy Bridgewater would be a oh and me sorry Mo and Brian had seventy five bucks each and then me Luke and Chris had fifty so one fifty liability in total as to whether Bridgewater would be a top fifteen QB me Chris and Luke said no Mo and Buck said yes so um, that's fifty bucks our way uh, to me I think I think it like seven eighteenth or so. Yes. Uh, next one, I'm assuming this is supposed to be Godwin rather than Marquise Goodwin. <laughs> <laughs> so Marquise Goodwin will be a top five wide receiver. Cash and Buck 
just what Buck needs, having already lost all his um, <laughs> all his picks as well. So uh, Cash and Buck said yes, he would be top five. Chris and Mo both said no, and Chris and Mo uh, both won that. And it just transpires that he actually ended up playing twelve games exact to make that bet um, bet legitimate. Next one was whether Mike Evans would finish above Chris Godwin. So Luke, as a Bucks fan, said Evans, and in fact, he took a bet against um, myself, Brian, and Cash, so three lots of $25 bets. Evans did indeed finish above Godwin. So uh, Luke wins that bet. Uh, what was this next bet? It uh, looks like it was void because it was Edelman versus Brandon Cooks. Uh, yeah, I guess Edelman didn't play the minimum 12 games, so the bet was void. Cooks, had, Cooks did he end up as a wide receiver one? He was certainly in the vicinity, I think, if he wasn't a wide receiver one. Oh, you're on mute, Mo. He, was, he wasn't a wide receiver one. He was a wide receiver two, I believe. Okay, yeah. I think he was top 15, nonetheless. Okay, uh, I think this... Bet should be void because you've said David Carr, who has retired. So um, <laughs> probably, probably void this one. But no, the bet was whether Derek Carr would be a top 15 quarterback. Uh, Chiggs took the yes on this. Me and Mo thought he wouldn't. So no, 100. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it was David Carr. Don't think that was a typo. Yeah, so in that case, Chiggs, you are worse than um, if it's David Carr. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he was good. He was a top seven, top eight QB, wasn't he? I think in fantasy. He was really, really good, yeah. Yeah, really good. Good season for Carr. Um, so now 50 bucks coming from me and Mo to you, Chiggs. Gosh, I'm seeing a lot of red against my name here. So I had a bet. Yes, my boy. <laughs> oh my God, I can't believe I made this bet. I deserve, I deserve to lose. Terry <laughs> <laughs> versus David Montgomery. <laughs> I mean, if there's if there's one player who made me humble pie last season, particularly in the playoffs, it was David Montgomery. Um, I continued to. Well, there's also one player that probably made you a massive return, and that's Devin Singletree, as we probably found <laughs> on this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, hey, thanks for that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Six, what's even better is he talked me out of taking Montgomery off you as well. He's like, no, don't take him. I was like, okay, I'm going to listen to Amir. He knows what he's talking about. Well, I did, I did, I did win a league. I'm just gonna, you know, hum, humble little brag. I did win a league, but no, that this was a this was as one sided as bets come. We talked about all the close ones we've had. This was as one sided as they come. So Montgomery uh, definitely beat Devin Singletree, and uh, yep, Chiggs, you have fifty bucks coming your way. Um, for me, in fact, I'm seeing a lot of green against Chiggs here. You're gonna have a lot of fab next season in IDP oh, league. Yeah. Uh, right, next one was Deontay Johnson versus James Washington. Um, Chiggs against Paul. Chiggs had uh, Johnson, Paul had Washington. Obviously. That was another landslide. So uh, Chiggs, 50 more bucks coming your way. <laughs> and bet number nine on this was whether Lamar Jackson would be a top four QB. Uh, 12 games to be played. Paul against Mo. Um, Mo. Good call. Nice on that. Yeah, yeah, I think he was 11, 12 in the end, so definitely not. Pretty close, though. Top four, <laughs> by your standards, yep. He's only behind Derek Carr. <laughs> and then the very, very last bet was, in fact, a repeat of the TBC one. I think we just split the liability across the two leagues. 
and it was Ryan Tannenhill versus uh, Daniel Jones, week 11 to 16. So again, me and Paul beat Mo and Chiggs. Um, I think that's I ha- I'd run out of fab on the other one, so I had to spread my winning bet across three <laughs> links. <laughs> the, the, the funny thing is, Paul, I think you lost them all here again, except that last one. Apart from that one, it's the only one I've <laughs> Yeah, so when Paul rides my coattails, he wins, is, is what this is showing. Otherwise... Uh... <laughs> I love that. I think what I've learned, as Mo was saying, next season make loads of bets. I feel like, I feel like I've missed out. I think I need to make more. And uh, once we start podcasting in the lead up to the season or before the season, I almost feel like any time there's a disagreement between two people, we have to put Fab on it. So uh, we'll we'll have to sort of institute that amongst ourselves. Yeah, I agree. I'm just not going to disagree with anyone. Cool. So uh, that is episode 50 in the bag. It's been fun reminiscing and going through the various uh, competitions we ran. I'm going to have to go through every clip I can to try and find the uh, the blooper reel when Chiggs and Mo ran the show the very first time I was unable to record because it's, uh, it's absolute comedy gold and worth staying on to the end of the podcast for. So, um, lads, 50 episodes in the bag. Here's 250 more um, for the next season. And uh, we'll be back. We've got a lot of things to look forward to. We've got rookie breakdowns coming up soon. We've got lessons learned from an IDP league where we'll have people from the IDP league um, just to talk about what we've learned and what they do differently. Uh, Of course, we'll be seeing what the trades that happen. Free agency starts in a few weeks. So there's going to be a lot to break down. But for now, that's me signing off for episode 50. Chicks. See you guys. Paul. Good luck next season. And Mo. All right, so my might have to do this a couple of takes, but so let's give it a try and see what happens. Okay. So five. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, welcome to the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. I think what everybody says, doesn't he? <laughs> okay, oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, no, right. What you said there was a perfect start off, right there. Yeah. Okay. I, I think I, I think of a. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. So let's do it again. Then. All right. So. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, welcome to the Fantasy Fumble. So <laughs> <laughs> the outtake show. <laughs> All right, here we go. There you go. Right. Five, four. I'm just making sure it's recording. Oh uh, yep, I, I just saw it pop up. Yep. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, we go. Right. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages. Welcome to the Fumble Recovery Fantasy Football Podcast. Unfortunately, we don't have Amir with us this week, which is why you're hearing myself, Chiggs, uh, introing the show today. Um, and with me, I have Mo this evening. Giddy up. How you doing, Mo? Not too bad. Just enjoying some uh, nice, warm British weather. Looks like you brought the uh, sunshine with you from uh, yeah. California. Sorry. Make sure you tell uh, that to Amir. 
yeah so it's always raining over there isn't it so <laughs> Um, so yeah, unfortunately, uh, Amir is tied up with some work, um, and Paul's also uh, can't join us this evening either. But um, myself and Mo will be breaking down uh, the AFC North and the NFC North, continuing our sort of run through the divisions in uh, in the run up to the season. So, If you want, we can just we can just push it back. It's not a big deal. Uh, It's fine. It's fine. We're on this now, so. This is hilarious. (laughs) Uh, Brilliant. Uh, Right here we go. Let's go. (laughs) The out the outtake show. Oh, brilliant! Abby's like, I'm not there for one week, and you guys are just a bloody disaster. Oh, that's hilarious. gentlemen boys and girls and children of all ages welcome to the fumble recovery fantasy football podcast it's episode 27 um with me ladies and gentlemen boys and girls and children of all ages welcome to the fantasy fumble uh fuck Uh, you know we should, we, we should we should give this episode right here this thing just just a mere to tweak up so you can hear all the bloopers that we've had. <laughs> you know, I've got no time because I'm busy with work, but we're just going to give you a shit ton of editing to do as well. 